Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, all my feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Today, we're going to do another Muse Room. Okay, it's like Muse Room, but Meow Muse Room. So we've done a couple of these in the past and haven't done one lately. And I thought, I think it's time. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Catitude. And this is an episode of our semi-regular Muse Room. And I have a couple things I want to talk about today. And, uh, well, first off, let's talk about coronavirus and your cat. Now, I know you're probably sick of hearing about coronavirus by now. I don't know where you are in the country or when you're listening to this, but most of us have been under a stay-at-home order for the last anywhere from three to eight weeks. We're in South Florida. We've been wearing masks for eight weeks when we go out. Um, We're supposed to do that on a limited basis because we're all supposed to stay at home. We've had coronavirus up to you know where. And it's just, you know, it's the hashtag we're in this together kind of moment. You know, it's just, it's affected everything. What can I say? But hopefully, you know, maybe you're listening to this somewhere in the future and thinking back and going, whoo, I'm so glad those times are over. But if you're listening to it soon, hey, we're in it. And um, we can all commiserate anywhere in the world pretty much about this. But hey, let's get back to what I want to talk about. Can cats get the coronavirus? Well, I thought, no, we hadn't heard much about animals, you know, coming into animals uh, being affected by the coronavirus at all. But then eight lions and tigers in the New York Zoo did test positive for the coronavirus. And two cats in New York were the first pets in the United States to have the coronavirus. What happened, it seemed like the owner noticed some respiratory issues with the cats and took them into the vet. I don't know how the vet diagnosed the coronavirus from this, but kind of smart, but that's mind-blowing. However, before you worry about this and think, oh my gosh, maybe my cat caught coronavirus when she was out and about or something like that, the sources that... I checked, said that there's no evidence that pets play a role in spreading the disease. And if there are only two cats with the coronavirus 
in the entire country of the U.S., which right now I think has 1.7 million diagnosed cases, that's only diagnosed, then it's, it's extremely rare. So that said, what do you think about social distancing your cats and your dogs? What are your thoughts on that? Well, when I thought about that, I thought, well, they kind of are. I mean, my dogs are of course, indoor dogs, and uh, like most dogs, uh, they go out for their walks, but they're mostly just um, pretty local. You know, they're both old. Zeus is almost 15, and fingers crossed there, please. And um, Nikki is, he's an old dude too. He's like almost 11. So they're getting up there. And my cats are a variety of ages, but they're indoor cats. So here's the thing when it comes to social distancing. If you think about whether you should social distance your cat, if your cat is an indoor-outdoor cat, you might want to consider making your cat just an indoor cat. Here's why. It's not really because of the coronavirus, but there are a lot of feral cats out there. And there are other creatures, raccoons and possums in my neck of the woods, deer in some other areas, rabbits, rodents, and who knows what. And cats can pick up things when they're outdoor cats. Now, what about in social distancing if you are walking your cats or dog? Yes, walking. Your cat can be an indoor cat, but you can teach your cat to walk on a harness with a leash. And I've seen many cats do it. I tried with Dennis. Not easy, but I didn't have a lot of patience. I think I have a little a little smidge more now. It's possible to do. You just have to teach them. Kind of like if you think back when you taught a puppy with treats, kind of like that with cats. And if they're on a leash, they'll still get a little outdoors, but they'll be contained into where you want to let them go. And as far as getting back to should they be socially distancing from other cats, well, If you're walking your cat, chances are another cat's not going to just come up. With dogs, it's always good to keep them separate. You never know what's going to trigger one dog from another. I know this is catitude, but a lot of us have dogs too um, out there and uh, full house, so to speak. It's always good to keep animals apart. You know, your animals from your animals that are passing by because you never know what their reaction is going to be. Some dogs get along with all other dogs and some don't. So why risk a fight, some kind of attack or any of that? So in a sense, I think you're always social distancing your cats and your dogs because it's kind of, in my opinion, how it should be. Except if your cat or dog is trained to, you know, be amongst other cats for some reason, a cat cafe, or maybe it's a welcoming cat, or who knows. But all cats are different. Some are very sociable and some are not. But hey, let's get back to the original question. Should you social distance your pets? I think, and I've heard a lot of, or read a lot of opinions on this, um, mostly online, of course, and um, a couple with shared opinions with some vet friends. And we're kind of in agreement here. It's more so with dogs because most cats will either sniff each other and then just part ways um, 
or even when they hang together, they're usually not right on top of each other. Dogs tend to sniff and hang out and check each other out and then either get aggressive or not. And usually if they do get aggressive, it's over treats. So it's best to keep your pets in your home away from other pets if you can, because you never know how the other side's going to react. Okay, so that's it. That's all I want to talk about on cats and the coronavirus. Kind of interesting, but we've all heard so much about this that we're done. (laughs) I hope that's my last conversation about coronavirus other than, yes, it's over. We can stop wearing our masks now because here we have to wear them anywhere public. All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to talk about something totally different. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, I have a whole zoo of fur babes and I'm always looking out for the best way to feed them and and make sure that their health and well-being is really at its best. You know, 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut and supporting the immune system through proper diet and digestive health really enables your fur babes to better fight environmental allergies. Well, Solid Gold is very passionate about gut health because a healthy digestive system really impacts the immune system and the overall wellness of your fur babe. They were the first holistic pet food company in America since 1974. They've been going strong for 45 years, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including healthy whole grain, grain-free options, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human-grade bone broth for dogs. Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our fur babe's mind, body, and spirit. Solid Gold foods are also different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods. They balance with living probiotics and fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, all of this supporting gut health and nourishing your pet inside and out. Right now, to see the Solid Gold Deal of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com slash petlife. That's solidgoldpet.com slash petlife, and you'll see the Deal of the Week. That's right. It's solidgoldpet.com slash petlife, and you'll see the Deal of the Week and be on your way to getting your fur babe the nutrition he or she needs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Catitude to the Muse Room. Okay, this I think is kind of fun and kind of funny too. Did you ever think about that there is a certain way to pet a cat, right? I mean, who would think, right, that there is a certain way? But there is. And some of you that have been listening for a long time know that I was originally a dog person before cats overtook my life. And I had to learn a little bit about how to pet a cat because dogs, you can ruffle them up. My first cat was Dennis. He's part dog, you know. He's um, 
Maine Coon, who they call the dog of cats. You could ruffle him up. You could, he's almost like a dog. You could treat him just like a dog. And he fetches, he comes when you call his name. I mean, he just does all these dog things. So when I got my first cat, which was Molly, it was really Charlotte, but Charlotte doesn't like anyone except for the husband. So Molly, when I got my first cat, which is Molly, I had to learn how to pet her because I went to pet her like I would pet a dog and I was rewarded with a nice scratch. So how should you pet a cat? Well, for cats, you really have affection on their terms. When they want you to pet them, where they want you to pet them, and when they've had enough, they'll let you know. Now, there are some cats that are super cuddly, friendly, and they're more willing to be petted all over. However, most cats are not like this. Most cats really enjoy being petted on their face, their forehead, their cheeks, their whiskers, very gently on their nose. Oh, and then, yes, that's the word. You have to pet cats very gently and I think they might be more sensitive to dogs. I know they're smaller, of course, than than most dogs, but you have to be gentle with them because the minute you're not, they will react. They also seem to really, really like only being petted, at least mine, only being petted on the the head, the chin, you know, the whiskers. That's it. Nose a little bit. But once I go to pet, I'm talking about Molly here because she's the most cat-like of my cats. Once I go to pet around on her back, she'll glare at me like, what do you think you're doing touching me back there? That's not allowed. So I can get away with it sometimes depending on her mood, but not always. So I was thinking, why do cats like to be pet on their head? What's the deal with that? You know, most people would think your head is so sensitive and it's so I mean, for humans, we don't like to be petted. Well, we don't really like to be petted. I mean, but petted, I wouldn't want someone touching my face like that. But <laughs> I'm not a cat. But why cats like it? It goes back to, you know, cats are a lot, there's a lot of instinctual things with cats. And it goes back to their mama grooming them. So, you know, their mama would lick their head and their face and everything. And it gives them that kind of, you know, instinctual kind of, feeling, I guess, of, you know, back then when they, when they were little and their mother would groom them and on all of that. And they also have scent glands all over, but they're most concentrated on their face, on their cheeks, on their chin. So that's where they like to be petted the most, but very gently. Also, I wanted to let you know this. Did you know when they bunt you with their forehead, it's kind of like saying, hey, I love you. I love you. Pet me now. <laughs> They're kind of giving you a little signal. So I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of like a love tap, you know? And again, just let you know, make sure you pet your cat on their terms or they will definitely let you know. Molly sometimes gives me a little fake bite, but I don't even like fake bites. But, you know, she grazes. She says, hey, I'm done or she goes to claw. That's her way of saying it. Well, you got to, you know, cats can't really talk to you. Some can, but you know, they, Molly's a little quiet. She'll just do the paw and say, I'm done, get away. So for petting cats, pet their face gently, pet their nose, their chin, their whiskers, very gently under their neck. They really love 
be careful with their back and their tail area. Also, really be careful with their belly. I was surprised when I was telling someone, oh, Dennis loves to be petted on his belly. And they said, really? Your cat? But yeah, cats do not like their belly touched. It has to do with maybe vulnerability, you know, thinking about cats being predators, but stick to their head and gently. And that's it with cat petting. So let's talk about something that you know, as cat moms, cat dads, and, you know, cat grandparents, and however you have cats in your life, something we all love to do, give our cats treats, right? But there are some things that are a lot better for your cats than others. And of course, there's that list of things that are toxic. So let's talk about first some safe and healthy treats for your cats. First of all, keep in mind, cats are carnivores. They're meat eaters. So you want to keep that in mind when you're giving them treats. These are some things that are safe. Cooked, make sure it's cooked. Beef, chicken, or turkey are great for your cat in very small amounts. Also, deli meats, they tend to be a lot more processed. So again, very small amounts. And I was kind of surprised by this, but whole grains are good for your cats too. This would be like corn, polenta, maybe brown rice. You might have to mash it up a bit. And remember, small, small amounts, they're a cat. They're not a dog that's going to gulp everything. You know, they, they need tiny pieces. Also, of course, fish, but cooked small amounts. Maybe after you make tuna, and there's barely anything in the can, I know what this isn't always the best, but we're careful with the lid and everything. But Molly loves, and so does Dennis, licking the tuna can. So we're safe with it. Nobody's ever gotten cut, but they love licking the tuna can. Eggs are also good for your cats. Cooked, very small amount. And cheese. But cats, contrary to the milk in the saucer bit, lactose is not the best for your cats. So while they love cheese, give them very, very, very small amounts once in a, in a rare while because it's not so good for your cats and it can lead to an upset stomach. Interestingly enough, they also really like veggies. Um, you might want to give them some cucumber, some steamed broccoli. They even like asparagus, but very small pieces. Now, on fruits, cantaloupe is one of um, my cat's favorites. I've heard that most cats don't like citrus, but a friend's cat really loved grapefruit. So go figure so those are just some safe treats that you might have around the house that you might want to give your cat other than, you know, the standard little treats that they sell in the store. So something a little different for your cats, maybe a little healthier. And I'm sure your cat will really enjoy it. Just make sure you don't give them anything raw. Not good for your cats. I know they're predators, but they're not lions and tigers. They're cats. Nothing raw. All right. Let's talk about what you should not give your cats. So these are some items that you should never give your cats. They will make your cat very ill. You'll be paying a trip to the vet and you'll be visiting your vet. Let's put it that way. You'll be visiting your vet and that's not a good experience. And who wants to make your cat sick, right? So one, chocolate. No chocolate. And also keep in mind what you're giving your cat 
and if there's any of these products in the item that you're giving your cat. And this is, I'll get to a little bit of an example of that in a little later. Grapes and raisins, no. Onions and garlic, no. No macadamia nuts, no bread dough, no alcohol, of course, no cock, no cat tails, no cocktails for your cat. And also, Keep your cat away from xylitol. That's a sugar-free sweetener found in many, many sugar-free mints and gums. I've heard stories, you know, my cat likes to go through my purse and tear up everything and open this and don't put your purse where your cat can get to it or close it up. They're smart, but uh, they probably can't open a zippered purse, you know, or keep it away from your cat. That's even better keeps your cat safe and keeps you from the stress of your purse contents being uh, attacked by your cat. So another thing to keep in mind, like for example, onions and garlic, you can give your cat a veggie burger, but a lot of times in a veggie burger, there's onions and garlic. You know, you might want to give your cat a little bit of meatloaf. There might be garlic in there. So just be aware of what you're giving your cat. And if there's any of these, you know, toxic foods inside the food that you're giving them as a treat, just be aware. So with that said, that's another issue of Newsroom. I hope you enjoyed it. And, um, just you can find me online, uh, pretty much Instagram. I don't do Facebook much these days. At Michelle Fern Pet is where you can find me. Feel free to DM and send me any kind of topic suggestions, ideas. You know, if you want to be on a show and you have something really awesome to say to the cat audience, hey, let me know. So I want to thank my crew, which is my cat crew, is Molly and Charlotte and Dennis. And hey, my dog crew helps with the cats. So Mr. Z and Nikki. And thanks to my amazing producer, Mark Winner, for making me sound great. And thanks to everyone listening to Catitude. I appreciate you so much. So keep listening. We're going to have all kinds of great things coming up. And Hey, if you're listening to this, you know, we're still going through this whole coronavirus. We're in this together. We're everyone. It's beyond what any of us in our lifetime and even, you know, maybe your parents, grandparents' lifetime has gone through. This is the craziest thing ever, but we'll make it through. Stay healthy. Take care of your pets. Take care of your cats. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. And um, thank you for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.